0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martitez. All
1: right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for Thursday, December 8th, as the Flyers they wrap up their five-game homestand. It is a 4-1 loss against the Washington Capitals. Flyers outshoot the caps in the game by 30-27. Caps win the faceoff battle by 4-30-26. Flyers out hit the Caps 33-20. Flyers end up with 18 penalty minutes. Ten of it came right at the very end of the game when Travis Konechny was given a 10-minute misconduct. Uh, but four power plays for the Caps. That's a big difference in the game. Uh, they get the power play goal by TJ Oshie. They get two empty netters from Alex Ovechkin. One at eighteen twenty five of the third period to get 3-1. And then Ovechkin at nineteen fifty one. Travis Konechny didn't like that. Uh, He put that puck in the net. I don't know what uh, Ovechkin could have done. You know that a guy going for the all-time record eventually in the NHL for goal scored is going to go for that, and he's got 53 empty net goals in his career, now just three behind Gretzky, who's got 56 career empty net goals, which leads the NHL all-time. But the Flyers go down against the Caps, and really a game that, was to me, was a little bit of a missed opportunity because in the first period of the game, to me it— you know, the Caps are wrapping up a, a long road trip, one where they've been kind of all over the place as well. Matter of fact, their last game before last night was a game in Edmonton against the Oilers uh, that they won 3-2 to two on Monday. But the road trip had them a little all over. They started in New Jersey on the 26th of November, went to Vancouver, went to Seattle, went to Calgary, went to Edmonton, and then came to wrap up their trip against the Flyers, a six-game road trip, and a team that wants to get back home, sleep in their own beds, has been gone for a long time, couple of weeks pretty much. And they didn't look like a team that was engaged in the first period of the game. Didn't really look like they wanted to bump at all and play any kind of physical game. Just didn't seem that into it. And the Flyers held them to four shots in the first period and had a one nothing lead uh, when they get the power play goal to open the scoring. But in the second period, I am sure they were read the riot act by Peter Laviolette in the locker room to wrap up the road trip and show the requisite effort and willingness to play. And they came out in that second period, and they get the power play goal by Oshie. And then from that point on, I thought they looked like a totally different team. You started to see the creativity get back into their game, guys moving uh, in the offensive zone and neutral zone especially. And all of a sudden, they look like a different team that saw a game in front of them that was winnable. And that if they did the right things for the remaining two periods, they could come away with two points and wrap up their road trip feeling pretty good about themselves. And that's exactly what happened. They're a team that the Flyers played two weeks ago yesterday and lost 3-2 in overtime. And they're a team that has got to get their act together, Washington, if they want to make the, the postseason. They're in a tough fight right now to get into the postseason on the outside looking in. Yeah, they've got injuries, so do a lot of teams, Flyers included. Uh, but a record now with the win tonight, last night of twelve, twelve and four, twenty-eight points, one back of the Rangers, who so Rangers have a game in hand, and they're four points back of the New York Islanders in the fourth spot in the Metropolitan Division, and the Islanders have a game in hand. So it's really kind of now or never for the Caps to put start putting something together, and they needed to wrap up that trip against what you would deem as an inferior opponent in the Flyers, with a record of nine, thirteen and five, to get those two points. And sometimes in hockey. You don't have to play a complete, you know, sixty minute game or three good periods of hockey. You, sometimes you're in a position where you can play one good period of hockey or two good periods like the Caps did last night and come away with the win. And that's kind of what happened in that game. Flyers had a chance in the first period and then to start the second period to to grab the game, if you could have got them down two nothing, would they have been in the mood to battle back? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they were. I don't know. But when they get a tied now all of a sudden, they know they're in a game that if they just outplay the opposition the rest of the way, they'll be good to go. And I felt that's what happened in that game last night against the Washington Capitals. So the Flyers wrap up the five-game homestand. All said and done, it's a record of 2-3-0. and uh, The game, homestand, the first game of the homestand was the win that ended the losing skid uh, against the New York Islanders, 3-1. to Then they lose that game to Tampa, 4-1, to where they were really overmatched. Then the 3-2 loss where they outplayed Jersey but lose the game 3-2. And then the win on Monday night against the Colorado Avalanche, 5-3. And a 4-1 loss last night against Washington. Next up, it's a four-game road trip of varying degrees. Uh, Vegas, start off the trip on Friday night at 10 o'clock. Vegas, very good team. Very good team this year. Starting off the year, fantastic. 27 games played, 19-7-1, 39 points. They're in the top spot in the Pacific Division of the Western Conference. Then it's Arizona. Arizona, not such a good team. Arizona right now, sitting in the bo- or second to last spot, seventh spot, in the Central Division with a record of 7, 12, and 4, and 18 points. They're 1, 6, and 3 in their last 10, and they've lost five straight. We all know what Arizona is and has been for far too long. Then it's to Colorado for a rematch against the Colorado Avalanche, who obviously We saw just the other night, they're going to be without Nathan McKinnon for a month, so they're not getting help back in that regard. Colorado 13-9-1, 27 points, 5-5 in their last 10, lost their last two, including that game against the Flyers, and then the Flyers will wrap up that road trip, working their way back east to take on the Metropolitan-leading New Jersey Devils, who continue their good play, 1-2 straight, 8-1-1 in their last 10, 21-4-1, 43 points, and... They're the first team to 21 wins in the NHL. Uh, Boston's got 20. Now Boston has played two less games. But uh, New Jersey right there at the top of the NHL, and they continue to chug along with a plus 39 goal differential. So while you have two teams, Vegas and New Jersey, that are at the top of their division, uh, the Stanley Cup champions who are banged up and missing some guys to injury in Arizona, um, still a good opportunity for the team to get back on the road, come together as a group, Got some guys back. James Van Riemsdyk returned last night. We'll see if Cam Atkinson can return uh, during this four-game trip as well and start moving forward once again. Homestand in the rear view. They have a seven-game homestand coming up in March, I think so. Um, So that's not the longest homestand of the year, uh, but good to get the group back on the road for four straight beginning on Friday night. Uh, But in this episode, the focus really is John Tortorella. Now, John Tortorella... Um, has made his mark on this team early in the season. They're a team that has taken on the identity of the coach. You know, there's very few times this year where I feel like, you know, even in a game or a period, the team didn't have a high level of effort, determination, resiliency, and all of those things you need. We know they don't have, you know, bushels of high-end talent, uh, but they have shown that willingness to work. So I had a chance to catch up with Torts yesterday. Now, mind you, some of this is from before the Washington game, and I'm not going to edit anything out. I could edit that stuff out, but I don't like to edit things like this because I don't want anything to lose context. But I had a chance to catch up with Torts on a number of subjects, including how his team has started this season, the resiliency of his group, getting guys back, moving forward, teaching, and much more. Here's my one-on-one conversation with Flyers head coach, John Tortorella. Uh, joining us on the pregame show, Flyers Daily as well, is Flyers head coach, John Tortorella. Torts, how you doing? Good, bud. You? I'm doing good. 1,400 games now surpassed in the NHL, and it's a big number. Did you even know it was coming?
0: No. No, I didn't. Um, you know how it goes. I've been in the league as long I'm one of the older guys. The games kind of run into one another. Forget about the numbers.
1: Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, the league has changed in a, a lot of ways strategically and everything, but one thing that's really changed towards – I want to start here because at your practice uh, on Wednesday, Zachary Wirtz came out, signed a two-day contract with the boys, got out on the team. I saw Frosty after the practice catching an autograph on a puck from him. There's more of that stuff, but and I think that stuff's important to keep guys grounded.
0: Yeah, you know, early in my career – you, you just as a young coach you just focused on the winning and the losing the preparation and you know you just didn't even think about that stuff how you how the platform that you have as a not national hockey league team and player that so many good things can come out of it uh you know you, you, it's your job you're there to, to prepare and to try to to win hockey games but so many avenues open up for you. And I never realized that in my first few years because you just focused on the team. So I, I am uh, I'm thrilled as far as uh, what went on Wednesday. And uh, he'll be on the bench tonight with us before the game. And he um, can just touch so many people. So we got a good group of guys here. I think the National Hockey League has great people in it and I think use their platform very well to try to help out.
1: Yeah, and we're going to talk about the pause program and, and the dog adoption program you're involved with in just a moment. But let, let me ask you towards, you know, over those 14, now 100 plus games, a lot's changed from a strategic standpoint. And I get into these modes of, I'm a big fan of a guy named Magnus Carlsen. He's been the world chess champion since 2013. And, you know, chess is very similar to hockey in my sense that you're trying to occupy, attack and defend the same exact area all at the same time. How much? How much is kind of your mentality on how you attack and how you defend, kind of changed over all that time?
0: Yeah, I'll put it to you this way: we we tried to, and early on, we tried to encompass everything. Try to give them the players all the information as far as what we want to do, what to expect out of the other team, what they're going to do in certain areas. And you say attack points, you know what what's going to happen there, both for us and against us. Uh, at, at least this coach here, I, I think it's evolved for me. Is I think sometimes less information is better. And, and so what what we've gone to is just worry about how we're going to attack areas, whether it be offensively or defensively. Brush maybe a couple of points what the other team will try or what to expect in their tendencies, but focus on your on your game and how you're going to attack, how you're going to inflict instead of worrying about so much information from the other team, and you basically put your team in a counter-punching mode. We want to punch, we want to inflict, and not worry about countering.
1: And with that, you have to have the right group to be able to react in that manner. You've got a, a process that you're going through with, <clears throat> with this team right now to teach them what you want with and without the puck. You know, the results through a little bit through a quarter of a season – are obviously not what exactly what you want. Things seem to be moving in the right direction from a structural standpoint. How far are you along in that process? I know you got a long way to go, but do you feel like you're making good progress already? Yeah,
0: yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and I'll stay away from what the standings and what the raw numbers are that people see. I, I can't get locked into that. I don't get locked into it even when our numbers would be better in those areas. Mm-hmm. I, I think the most important part of a coaching staff is to coach a team and how they're playing. The the good, the bad, the ugly, and the offensive part. Same thing with the defensive part. Uh, situational play, momentum swings in games. There are so many things that you encompass in trying to teach your team. You've got to follow how your team's playing. Jason, you know as well as I do, sometimes you win games and you're just not that good. You didn't play that well. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the other way, you lose games and you played really well. So you can't, you can't get lost in the minutia of numbers you got to focus on how your team's playing. And I really I, – I think we're we're trending in the right direction on what I think is the most important part for this team right now, and that's away from the puck. It, there's not a lot of offensive uh, – uh, I, I think we, it's well documented. We need to add some skill to our team. Sure. But the hardest part to coach and to teach is the other part of the game. So we're really focusing on that part of the game and allowing our game to grow off of that. And I and – I, I think it's come a long way from when we were winning during the year, giving up 25 scoring chances to where we've gotten those scoring chances down against us to maybe averaging 14 or 15 a game, which is a big, big number for us.
1: Yeah, that's a huge difference in in long-term outcome and outlook. Um, one of the things, Torch, you've talked about it. You love coaching the mind. And a team has to have personality and a group of different characters in a way. It's like casting a great movie or or a play or something, and you've got a guy in Tony D'Angelo who brings so much emotion, so much character. What has he brought to the group because he doesn't come silently through the door?
0: No, no, he he doesn't, and and we've had a few discussions about that already about when he really needs to be silent and uh, when we need that type of mojo that he brings. Yeah, you you say Tony D'Angelo to me, I say that is one of the most competitive guys I've coached, and uh and that's a huge compliment and that, that's what I love about him and a, a lot of things have been said about him a lot of people have a perception about him I, I did my homework before we brought him in here and you talk to coaches you talk to teammates they know he's going to have their back and, and he's such a competitive guy uh the stuff and the emotion he brings on the ice I love as long as I can control it a little bit when he doesn't go off the rails because you do need personality. I I think, especially in the city of Philly, you need some personality like this. It's, it's my job to coach it and track it and and allow and and get that fine line of of allowing him not to disrupt everybody, but also allow him to be who he is. And uh, those are, those are some situations we've already gone through a few times in the first 25, 26 games here.
1: I imagine if the two of you clash at any point and, and you will, um, that to me, that's a good thing. The two of you clashing because it's all headed in the same direction, and it's so clear that you two, you and Tony, want the same exact thing, and that's success.
0: Yeah, he he loves being in Philly. Uh, he wants to win. He's frustrated just like everybody else, and where we are in our process right now. Yeah, and and, and he's very honest, and, and that's what I respect about him. I I'm going to be honest with him, and and we have had clashes. We we'll still have more clashes, and and it's all good because that's honesty. And I, expect, I, I to me, that's respectful to me. If he says what's on his mind, no matter if he likes what I said to him or not, that he comes back and says, you know what? No, I I, I don't agree with you there or, or whatever the situation is. That's showing me respect that he, he's not whispering it to someone else. He's saying it face to face and we're handling it like men. And we're going to go through, have gone through, and go through many more as we go through this season.
1: Yeah, and that ultimately just brings the bond closer. Torch, you mentioned uh, in our availability last week. I thought it was really interesting, your hate list. And, you know, sometimes you get kicked around in sport. Sometimes you don't have the horses to, to match a team. And you take a, a few on the chin. You guys are taking a few on the chin this year. But I love that you said that because I'm a firm believer that, all right, boys, enjoy it now because w- when we're coming back up, we're going to kick you around and we're going to do it a little harder than you just did it.
0: Yeah. And and I'm not going to mention my list. I, I'm not going to give you any of it, but I, I do, I, I write it down cause I don't want to forget it. And, uh, and, and to me that's, you know, as I think when we were talking about, I was talking with someone, I watched that show with Michael Jordan and he is one of the best mm-hmm. at creating. He was one of the best at creating that motivation, that inner motivation to get to a level on him. He, he'd he almost fabricate things in his mind to get himself to a different level. I think that's a big part of winning. I, I think that's a big part of, of what a coach's job is, is to bring those points up so it's more magnified as far as who we're facing tonight. And remember, this happened, that happened, and that happened. It's more juice. And uh, Michael, that, that show there, that part of that show was – it was it was fantastic for me to hear because it's 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 so important if you want to get to a different level of your competitiveness and finding a way to win and get to the level of the top level of
1: it all yeah he found a way to stir his own emotion yeah uh, through fabricating stuff it's brilliant he he would hate a guy for something he never did (laughs) yeah you make it up yep
0: whatever it takes yeah yeah and i i I forget what part of the show i forget which i think it was george carl George Carl didn't come over and say hello to him at a dinner yeah. at their same restaurant in one playoff series. And he made a mental note. Okay. You're going to, you can't even say hello. And we're in this social setting that he made a mental note. Okay. I'm coming. And, and it just gave him more juice. And it, it, it's one of the most fascinating parts of being an athlete and a coach in professional sports is that, and uh, uh, you know, I, I, I try to find any different avenue to try to help me and my athletes to get there.
1: You're getting some veterans back. Um, first of all, is James going to be in the lineup tonight? Is he ready to go? And how close were we on Atkinson as well? Yeah,
0: James is ready to go. Cam is still. I'm. I'm not sure what I can give you there. It's day to day, or you know it, it, that. But he feels
1: it, comfortable, right?
0: Yeah, I'm, and Cam is as frustrated as anybody on, on our team here right now in the organization because. Uh, He wants to be part of this. He was probably one of their best players last year. He he wants to try to lead the way. He knows me. He wanted to be that conduit a little bit. Uh, But it's just been a frustrating thing for him. One thing about Cam Atkinson, uh, he's going to play hurt. Uh, He'll play sore. Uh, So when he's out like this, you know that he is really injured. I think he's getting closer. But it changes daily as we go through it. So hopefully uh, we're just going to let him make the call and get ready to go.
1: You bring a lot of character when you bring guys in back like Atkinson, like James James and Reamsdyke, total pros. You also said the same thing. To me, the compliment you gave Scott Lawton in your press conference, I thought, was equivalent to when a baseball manager calls a player a gamer. It's the ultimate compliment. And you said Scott Lawton is a pro's pro. getting him back. I don't think this is any coincidence towards that the ability to close out games helps tremendously when you have a player like Scott Lawton in the lineup.
0: Yeah, it's it, it just he he kind of sweats it out. you know he, he he does it on the ice, but and and, and, so, and just him on the bench, just a steady influence on the bench and And, and Scott not a real talkative guy. But I think he knows when to say things, and, and I've noticed that already since he's been back here in key spots, him stepping up and, and kind of leading the way. And you, you see how I use him. He, he's in all those situations, key situations, and he's not the most gifted athlete, not going to put up great numbers, but the intangible he brings to a, to a young group trying to find its way is so important, and uh, I, I, I just have so much respect for him.
1: Torts, did you, is this what you expected coming in? Because there was a notion out there that I've kind of talked about quite a bit saying, uh, Torts is going to go, this is not what I expected, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm, he's going to say, why am I even doing this? But th- is this what you expected to, to some degree at least? No, I, I
0: knew it was going to be a process. I, I think we, um, I didn't, I, you know, I was counting on Coots. Everything was heading in the right direction as far as him yeah. being healthy. Cam was going to be healthy. Ryan Ellis, I kind of figured he wasn't going to play after my summer meeting with him. I Kind of figured that just wasn't going to happen. I, I just thought the lineup was going to be a little bit differently without these mass, you know the, the massive injuries we have. But you know what? it just it, it lends itself to what I knew was going to happen. We're going to have to teach. We're going to have to go through a process. We're going to have to learn how to win with some of these guys. It's just put more pressure on those guys and expect I didn't expect to be giving so much time on the ice as I am now when the injuries came. So, uh, l- listen, the, 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 the funnest part of coaching, the most enjoyable part for me is coaching the mind and being a teacher. Uh, I don't think we should be called coaches. I think we're teachers, and I love this part of it. it. I'm frustrated for our team sometime when I think they deserve a result and it just doesn't happen, but that's all part of putting some skin on ourselves here. You know, we we got to grow up along the way here. we got to put some skin on us, if we're going to be a competitive team in this league, it's going to take some time, but I love the process we're going through.
1: Very well said. Um, speaking of putting some skin in the game, you've put a lot of skin in the game here since coming to Philadelphia. You don't come to the city and coach and just kind of uh, uh, like a, like a billet and come in and play and leave. You've put a lot into the town and you've got this great program with paws and the PSPCA. And I know tonight during the game, there's going to be dogs, adoptable pets, on the concourse that people can meet and interact with and get involved and get involved in this great, great thing that you're doing with all the dogs in this area. And we've got a great older pup this week, Duncan. I'm, I'm guessing he likes little Duncan donuts.
0: Yeah. And, and <laughs> if the people, as I always say in this segment, the people need to go on the Philadelphia hockeyandhounds slash hockey and hounds. You'll be able to see a picture of Duncan, a little bit of an older dog, was found by the humane society they brought him in and was kind of beat up but he's he's gotten healthy and you just got to see the picture of him first and i I, in in this section here i always enjoy the names of the dogs yeah it's and this is a duncan as i'm looking at him right now and uh yeah I, i think we've had some success when we've talked about some of these animals looking for their forever homes sections 103 section 109 Look for the dogs out there. Also, Duncan. I don't think Duncan will be there, but some other adoptable dogs will be. And uh, yeah, it, it it's 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 something that you know we talk about platforms. This isn't you know my our foundation, our family foundation. Uh, it, you know, it's the Tortorella family foundation, but you know what? It's a platform. It, it, it's not myself and Christine and our name and us. It just happens to be a platform that we have because we're working with the Philadelphia Flyers, and this is where we can help and. I appreciate you talking about this so we can try to help out these poor animals that are looking for their home.
1: Yeah, It just makes you feel better. And every day you have a dog and you come home, it'll make you feel better. It, it, it may not erase, you know, go out and you, you get smacked around on the ice with a five, one loss or something like that. It may not erase that, but it'll help with it. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so the people out here have been fantastic. Uh, we've had some tremendous success already in the, in, in adopting and, uh i i just hope people keep listening i hope keep people keep finding it in their heart to try to help out these poor animals
1: yeah again section 103 and 109 tonight on the main concourse uh you can be there uh pause and pspca are on site tonight all the details on duncan and other adoptable dogs of the week uh, at philadelphia hockeyandhounds slash hockey and hounds and the the support you do you can get the hockey and hounds t-shirt available supported by you and your wife, Christine. It's a family foundation for giving back. Learn more about the foundation at tortorellafoundation.org. Torts, thanks for doing this. Best of luck in the game tonight. Good
0: talking to you, bud. Be well.
1: Thanks to John Tortorella for taking the time yesterday. And I really do love the work that he's doing in the community. I'm a dog guy. I've never been a cat guy. There's been allergic feline allergies in my family, so we never had cats growing up, and I've always been a dog guy. And I love the fact that Torts is so passionate about you know, the Tortorella Foundation and the stuff they do with paws and the PSPCA and everything else, that it's not just putting his name on it. It really does mean something to him and his wife, and he's a dog guy, and I identify with dog people. So thanks to Torch for joining us. Great work that he's doing uh, to get these pets adopted, Uh, so make sure you check that stuff out as well. Everybody, thanks for listening. Tomorrow we'll preview Flyers Golden Knights as the Flyers begin a four-game road trip in Vegas. We'll preview that tomorrow and we'll get you ready for the weekend of hockey on our brand new Flyers Day.